Good morning to you wherever you may be joining us from. We are live from CRC Caroline Springs in Melbourne, Australia, and you're listening to CRC Live on Brimbank Live. My name is Carla and I'm enjo- I'm joined by my incredible ho- co-host Olivia, Ivanka and Lucas. And today we are speaking with the CRC CS Head of Student Pathways, Mr. Adam Ray. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, Carla. Thanks for having me on here. I'm a bit nervous. Um <laughs> oh, don't but, worry, yeah, looking we all are. <laughs> looking forward to it. Good. Um for the benefit of some of our younger listeners, as well as myself, honestly, uh, we might not know what your role of Head of Student Pathways means. So for their benefit, what exactly does your role entail? Uh, you're not the only one that um, wonders what I do. Uh, I just walk around, look busy, um, <laughs> and that sort of uh, passes the time. No, so um, my main role is the transition from um, for students moving from year to year, um, so seven to eight, eight to nine, nine to ten, and then I guess – uh, with a heavier focus on helping the students transition from here at Caroline Springs to CRC Sydney or wherever else they may um, venture off to. Um, in, in, in amongst that as well, there's exams that I sort of oversee, work experience for our year 10 students. Um, and at currently as well, I'm also doing the health and PE uh, coordinator role. So I've got a few hat, different hats on. Um, so it does keep me busy. So, you know, you're in charge of like subject selection and things like that. And I know, you know, my past year of year nine, we had to look at picking out subjects for year 10 and like getting ready to move up into that year level. And it's a stressful time, you know, experienced it myself, heard stories from my friends. And so like any tips on being able to make the right decision that feels best for the student? Like, Yeah, good question, Olivia. Um, each, each student is different. So to try and tailor a program for... I think there's 255 year nine students this year um, is quite uh, difficult. So you've got to uh, put a program out there that meets the majority and then you work, you tackle those individual programs or individual problems with individual students and try and best suit them. But the advice that I give to um, year nines and year tens um, when it comes to choosing subjects is pick stuff you're good at and stuff that you enjoy. Um, that will then lead somewhere because you're going to get the better results um, in the, in those subjects that you, are, you do enjoy being in there. There's nothing worse even when I was a student. There was nothing worse if the teacher was up the front and I had either no idea what they were talking about or I had no interest in what they were talking about being in that particular classroom. So I guess the benefit of get, getting to year 10 and then um, going to CRC Sydney is there is so much variety that that is available to you that you should be in a, in a classroom nearly all of the time that you enjoy being in being in because you've picked to be there. Yeah. So you've got maths and English, for example, where a lot of other schools, they would all do the same program. We have obviously different um, options that are available to, to you as a year 10 student next year. You get to pick those that tailor to your interests, to your skill sets as well. So I think that's the um, one of the, the real benefits of being here at Caroline Springs. And then um, in the year 10's case, Lucas and Ivanka is going to CRC Sydney. You're limited in, t- in terms of what you can choose in, in terms of the amount, but you've got so much scope in, in regards to the options that are available to you. Yeah. Um, and that both of them are, are picking subjects. They're both going to be doing a unit three, four component. Lucas will do continue on with his vet subject. Ivanka will do three, four psych that they're able to undertake that and then pick other things that once again, they're good at and they enjoy doing. Um, just following up from that, because you just mentioned that most of the programs are tailored to fit the majority, but 
For the minority of people that don't exactly fit into the majority or they're still unsure after as much guidance as they've gotten, are overwhelmed with the amount of opportunities that they may have, what advice might you give to them or what like mental health strategies might you give to them to help them through that difficult time? Um, that's a really good question, Carla. <laughs> Put me on the spot here. Um, no, no, no. Uh, I would go with the same adage of choose things, and this is in life really, choose things yeah. that you enjoy doing and that you're good at doing as well. Um, especially if you're, if you're having like the, Having a, a dream job, like if you know, Carla, you know that you want to be a vet, terrific. Like right now, that's what you want to do, awesome. Ivanka, if you know that you want to be a psychologist, that's that's terrific. But there are a number of other people that have no bloody idea. I'm 38 years of age and I don't know if I want to be a teacher for the rest of my life. Exactly, um, yeah. And I haven't known that for the last 13 years since I started teaching. So um, we're all going to have our strengths and areas of improvement um, and I think that uh, as long as you're in a particular area of interest that you have, I think that then there's benefits of, of moving forward and um, tackling those, I guess, problems. Uh, right. I know I did the quotation marks and <laughs> we're on radio. Um, but tackling those problems as best as possible um, with, with the best interest at, your, at, at heart for you as right. an individual. Just um, I myself like struggled with not fitting into that uh, majority mm -hmm. type of uh, workshop, you could say, or um, structure, because some of the classes, uh, even though they might be laid out really well, the rest of the class might enjoy the content and things like that. Uh, you do get put in, into a type of position where you might feel out of place or, and that like really affects you mentally. Even if you do understand the work and you're not enjoying what you do, mm -hmm. it puts that restraint on you to like, come to school and things like that and make friendships and maintain friendships or relationships. Um, but I think that might tie in more so with transitioning because it's only really at the start of terms or at the end where I seem to have that problem. So how do you um, focus with students like myself? Um, it's to try – my big thing is that in my role is to try and get to know – all of the students as best as possible. I, I think I have a, a relatively good knack for um, getting to know people's names. Um, and I think that's the first hurdle to overcome. And then, so if I knew you, Carla, and I did your subject selection interviews um, with you, so it was able to find out, okay, what do you like? What don't you like? What subjects do you like? What subjects don't you like? And then for me is to build upon those sort of um that personality type of who you are and then for me is to then try and tailor a program or advice or support to each student and then I'll do something different with Ivanka because Ivanka is a different student um, and, 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 all, and all the students that I see. So I obviously teach a particular class for Year 10 Pathways but then my job is to ensure that all 240 other students are catered for as best as possible as well using my team that, I, that I've got um, and they're a really good team. I have to say that because one of them's in the room right now. <laughs> um, so uh, no, they've been, they've been really good. But um, to, I guess going back to your, to your question, it's, it's building those relationships and then if you've got that initial um, building block there of, of support, then I think it's easier for me to, to have conversations with you that may challenge you, but then for you to also do the same thing and challenge me for extra advice, extra support, oh. um, further information, all of those sort of things as well. That's actually a really concise answer. Thank you. What was the most challenging part of your role? 
What is? What is? Um, where do I begin, Lucas? Um, it's ensuring that all students feel that they are valued, that they've received enough support, um, enough of the resources that are available to them. Um, I guess for year, from year nine to 10, we're all sort of, we're guided because we run things here at school. So I think the advice that I give the year nine students is probably a little bit better than the stuff that I give the year tens because we're dictated to by a senior campus in, yeah. the, in, in the sense of um, them changing things and, and structures and all of those sort of things. So that's the challenging part, um, or one of the challenges. Um, the other things is just is ensuring that staff feel that they're comfortable in, in delivering content. Like you've got a different pathways teacher to Ivanka and it's making sure that those particular staff feel um, that they've got the skill set, they've got the information resources that they're able to, to give that. So it's it's finding time for me to for, to do that. Um, having the doing putting my other hat on as a health and PE coordinator, the challenge is to ensure that I haven't forgotten about that role. Yeah. Um, because pathways is student pathways is a, 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 a overarching sort of thing, and that's the what I get paid for the majority of. Um, I got to make sure that I'm looking after the health and PE team as well. So, um, yeah, it's finding time. You always hear Lucas teachers are time poor, yeah, and we don't have enough time, and that's true. Um, there's always so many more things to do, and because of COVID, um, there's so many more admin tasks that we need to do along the way to have something like this running. Mr. Lentini would have had to do a lot of what we call EMSs um, to get this up and running. And that's, that's his time. He's not getting anything bonus for that. Oh. Um, so yeah, that's to do, to help the school out, to help you guys out. Um, and this is a fantastic setup. I'm very impressed. <laughs> um, and yeah, so these are the challenges that all teachers face um, is that time time element but yeah. you'll you'll find that in when you get older as well Lucas and got a career and all of those sort of things your family that come into it as well so yeah they're the challenges not enough time in the day yes exactly that's right um Mr Ray what do you find is the most rewarding part of your job as our college's transition coordinator um definitely I guess once subject selection for year tens is is done the the satisfaction that uh, I have helped my, I had 29 students, my 29 students pick um, a, a career, I guess you could say. Um, that's really rewarding for me. Um, and then seeing you guys leave at the end of the year is going to be a, a very sad time, but it's also like we're handballing you over. We've done as best as we can as a school. And then I guess me as a, as a person in my role, to prepare you as best as possible for the next step in your life. Um, it's a daunting experience taking that last step out of the gate. Um, you're always welcome back, um, but it's, it's, it is a rewarding sort of uh, feature for me or a feeling for me is that, yeah, I've done a relatively good job as, as best as I can because um, there are so many bloody year 10 students um, uh, and there's even more year nine students. So um, it'll get keep getting bigger and bigger. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's that's one of the the really rewarding things in, in my role is to have those conversations with someone and say, and I think we had one earlier in the year, Ivanka, mm -hmm. um, about 
yeah, you asking questions and then me providing you that feedback and you going, oh, yep, okay, now that makes sense. Yep. Um, that's something that I really enjoyed doing mm-hmm. um, about this role. Very comforting words, very insightful. <laughs> if you're just joining us, you're listening to CRC Live on Brimbank Live from Melbourne, Australia with Carla, Olivia, Ivanka and Lucas. And we are joined by the CRCCS Head of Student Pathways, Mr. Ray. Uh, what advice would you give to the current Year 9s that are moving into Year 10 next year that are still unsure of what pathway they should follow aside from um, finding what they're good at and what their passions are, just more so making smarter decisions in terms of behaviour and um, teachers and relationships and things like that? Yeah, I think one of the, the key um Things with all education, and this is for, I would give this advice, and I give this advice to to young teachers as well, is to get to know your students. So then from your aspect, it's get to know your teachers. Um, Get to know them as people, not just the person writing stuff on the board or presenting a PowerPoint or whatever. It's get to know who they are and and their interests, their likes, what they do outside of school as well. Um, Because then you build upon that rapport. You've got a a relationship with them. that they're more, then they are more likely to provide you with extra support, provide you with extra resources, look at them, you sending them a direct message at eight o'clock or whatever, and then for them not to think, oh, no, it's all right, I'll wait till the next morning. So they might go and reply straight away because you're worried about a particular sort of issue um, or question that you've got homework for or whatever it may be. So my advice would be um, to be more personable with those particular teachers Um because then I think you find that particular class perhaps even better because you've got another person in there that you feel comfortable right. with. Um, what was the rest of the question? Um, that are unsure of what pathway they should follow. Um, yeah, and besides the choosing stuff you're good at and stuff that you enjoy, um, I would say that you're looking for little nuggets along the way of – what you can pick up outside of the school environment. So if there's a particular YouTube channel that you follow or Instagram page or um, TikTok something or whatever (laughs) TikTok is, there's those sort of things that you can follow that you enjoy looking at because there are so many of those sort of platforms now that can provide you with inspiration. So I don't mean that you just go home on go home after school and you focus your entire attention on TikTok because right. your parents would kill me. But <laughs> it's it's finding those sort of little things that can potentially engage you or um, really spark your interest levels because that can then potentially lead to a career aspect, a career choice yeah. that you may have. Um, I was talking to someone last week about they were interested in um, – it was a year eight girl actually interested in beauty um, and in particular eyelashes and wanted to do like an eyelash technician and they'll say, how do I get there? And it's like, you can't get there. You're in year eight. You can't get there for a couple of yeah. years yet, but you've got to find things along the way that are going to best enhance your skill set, enhance your knowledge. So it may be that you are looking at TikTok and you're looking at various people that do those sort of um Procedures, is there procedures or whatever they are? Um, services. Services. Yeah. Um, and you're learning about that. And then when you have the opportunity in year 10 to pick something that is more uh, around that particular career, then you've got something in in, in mind. And um, yeah, that would be the Prior advice that I would give. Yeah. Such, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, you're the transition leader and like that focuses on not only 10 to 11, but like 
eight, seven to eight, eight to nine. And like, you know, as the years progress, the workload does as well. So like things become harder. There's more tests, more assignments, exams. How would you like give advice on keeping up with that, not getting overwhelmed? Yeah, good question. Um, you've got to start somewhere. It doesn't just magically happen. And I say this specifically to the year 10s who sort of after subject selection, put their uh, feet up and kick back and go, yep, I'm done now. What do we need to come here anymore? Um, which is a fair point. Um, but they can't just magically switch, uh, flick on a switch and go, oh, yeah, I'm going to be the best studier imaginable. So that's why at Year 9 this year we had those um, people from Elevate Education come in and, and go through a, a different workshop or they did two workshops with the Year 9s and then they came in with the Year 10s as well and did another different uh, couple of types of workshops to try and prepare you as best as possible to upskill yourself in study. There are some people that have natural ability and we had our parent-teacher interviews last night and I had a student um, that I had an interview with that has natural ability but doesn't do anything outside of that. So they're going to achieve a certain result and that might be enough for them. But if they wanted to push themselves even further, they have to push, they have to put in the time and they have to put in the effort. So mm -hmm. it's working on strategies and, and plans that work for them. What works for you, Olivia, may not work for Carla yeah. and vice versa. So only you can understand that. Only you can um, trial those particular strategies and skill sets as well. And whether it be you're writing study cards or you're writing um, information and putting it on the back of the toilet door. So every time you go in there, it's there. Um, you, we had at the Elevate mentioned a thing called the traffic light system where you're highlighting things in green that you know, orange that you're unsure of and red that you've got no idea on so that when it comes time for revision, you're focusing more on the red stuff because that's the stuff that you don't know yeah. and you're not wasting the time on things that you do know already. So um, that would be my advice is you've got to start somewhere um, and start early. Um, the year 10 or you guys as well, you all have exams in a month's time um, you probably should be looking at putting together like a study timetable now. Um, or you, actually, year nines don't even know when their exams are. You'll find out tomorrow, <laughs> don't worry. Um, so you've got to start that particular process as early as possible so that it doesn't become overwhelming and you, you wake up and you've got a maths exam and you go, oh, crap, I haven't done anything for that. I don't have my reference book or, or those sort of things. So it takes time, but it is – you've got – I guess one of the good things about being here is that – you finish at year 10 where not to say year 10 doesn't matter, but it doesn't really matter in the long, in the long run. You've got to, but you can work, you can benefit yourself in year 11 and 12 if you've got those skill sets down in year nine and 10. So it's about you trialing different things and, and hoping that they work. If they don't work, that's fine. It's, yeah. it's an experiment. Um, try something different. That's what I would say. Um, Mr. Ray, we know you do a lot of things behind the scene um, in your role. And can you tell us something unique about your role that most people wouldn't know about? Mm. Um, well, I guess in terms of the, the staff element, um, so you're working with a number of staff um, in a number of different areas because they're all providing – their students that they see every day in front of them with different forms of advice as well. So you you do have to inform as many people as possible of the process moving forward from year to year um, that I don't know if the students know that, how much actually the staff know about um, 
the different subjects that are on offer, how we go about choosing those particular subjects. Um, that would be one aspect that someone might know. Um, that's a good point, Ivanka. Um, <laughs> I haven't really thought about that. Just building off that, you say that the staff are more involved than we might know about. And mm. as our grades um, get bigger and more people uh, start entering this community, uh, the majority-based programs or coordinating styles might not work going into the future. So what would you or maybe some of your fellow staff members that you might be more close or comfortable with change about your current teaching or coordinating style to make your program even more successful for the years to come? Um. That's a good question. Where have you come up with these questions? <laughs> these are very good. Um, you've always got to be adaptable. Um, and uh, someone like me uh, can sometimes be uh, reluctant to change. <laughs> um, and it does take me – if someone uh, not criticises, gives me constructive criticism on the way that I have uh, – produce something or presented something or um, proposed something, I get a little bit um, uh, defensive. Right. Uh, so I've got to, I've got to develop that as a person, as a, as a person, as a leader. Um, and I've got to be able to, to give that same support to the staff, but also the students. So um, we're always looking to change. We're always looking and students may not, think this because we're always out to get you um, but we're always, we're trying to make this school as best as possible for you um it, it would be ideal if um every teacher got a period off to go and get a coffee every day and those sort of things that's not the reality and it, it will never be the reality and it's looking um more and more likely that that's not going to be the reality uh but all, all why we are here is not just for the 12 weeks holiday per year um, but it is for, for, for you guys, for, for the right. nearly 1,000 students that we have here, um, is to make sure that your experience here is, is as enjoyable as possible, as fruitful as possible, and as knowledgeable as possible so that, yeah, you are getting the best experience here. And if that means adapting and changing what we currently do because we're mandated to or because someone else has come up with a better idea. Right. Um, and I always think I'm the best and I have the best <laughs> ideas, but that's re the reality I is that's definitely not, that. we'll no, no, no. That. that's not? definitely not the case. And um, yeah, I'm always about making sure that the, the, the students that are in front of me are, are getting the best advice and support. Um, and if that comes from a different person, then terrific. That, that means that um, we've got more people that are willing to jump on board and um, assist all the, the thousand kids that we have here. I imagine that um, trying to teach all these students leadership skills or emotional like coping strategies and dealing with constructive criticism that would be hard, not just for yourself, but um, other staff that you might work with when you're trying to develop those skills yourself, right? Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. I'm not perfect by any means. Um, I'd like to think I am, but I'm definitely <laughs> not. Uh, so... It's, it's trying to get um, the advice and the support out as best as possible to the relevant parties, staff, students, but also your parents as well, um, so that they feel um, supported on their journey with you as well. Because um, if you're in a subject or a career path that you don't necessarily enjoy, 
you forget about me in year 10. You're stuck with your parents for as long as possible. Okay, so you're going to take that um, out on them. So I want to make sure that they feel supported on that journey with you as well um, so that, yeah, we're, we're, a, we're a family. Um, and I say this to my students in, I don't know if Christine is still in the room, but I say to, she was in my pathways class this year and I said to all the kids that I'm um, between now and and this was sort of in term two to the end right. of term or well, halfway through term three, I'm like your weird uncle. Okay, <laughs> I'm part of the family. I'm I'm here to support you in this particular journey. Um, and I'd say the same thing to their mum and dad, whoever was was in the room as well. That we're all in this together because sometimes mum and dad want Carla you to do maths next year. You don't want to do maths next year. You shouldn't have to do maths next year if you don't want to. But I'll be the one to tell your mum and dad that that's going to be the case because ultimately you're the one in the classroom. You need to be the one enjoying the stuff that you're there for. So, um, but that's why it's, it's a, we're a partnership sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I think that's the that's the notion that I go with um, is to support um, the school as best as I can. But then, yeah, the kids more importantly. Thank you. Very, very insightful points that you've yeah. given us today. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for, though. And it's been an honour hosting you today and having you on the show. If you've only just joined us recently, we are here with Mr. Adam Ray, the head of Student Pathways here at CRCCS. And live from Caroline Springs in Melbourne, Australia, you've been listening to CRC Live on Brimbank Live. I'm Carla, and on behalf of Olivia, Ivanka and Lucas, thank you for joining us. And until next time, goodbye. <laughs>